0: You got all your quarters in a row. You ready? Yes. Okay. You got your American money just in case we need it. Yes in case. Okay. You got your sticker on your phone.
1: Sticker on the phone.
0: All right. Sounds good. Then <laughs> you're set. I got my headphones. Everything's everything's fine. <laughs>
1: everyone, welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby. I can't help but laugh because I'm... Why's that? Because you're I'm, so casual right I'm now? I've been sitting in the most... I have my legs up. Yeah. I have my microphone uh, stand cradled in my lap.
0: You've removed your spine.
1: I've removed my... I do like to sit in a way that implies that I do not have a spine. Mm-hmm. I like to be like as the, low in a chair as I possibly can.
0: You remind me of the main character from the comic strip, Zits. Zitz.
1: Yes, yes. Except for I don't have his Franklin I Zitz. I don't have his ginormous. Is his name really Zitz? I hope not. Okay, <laughs> I thought you knew something I didn't know. Yep. Charles Zitz, as a regular reader of that comic, uh, I don't have his giant feet. He wears tennis shoes the size of a, a small car.
0: Now let me ask you this question: Have you ever seen him with the shoes off?
1: I don't think so. I, mean, I don't that's, think you have. So I think that's part you, of the you're gag. just
0: yeah. That's the gag. It's like you haven't seen. Is uh, he may not have big feet. He may just have big shoes. You know what? Because he's had a growth spurt, right? Like, yeah. Oh, obviously. I see. And so, like the parents are like, "I'm just going to buy enormous shoes okay. for you. You'll grow into Pre- them. We'll see how this goes." Well, that's a good
1: idea. Pre-plan. Yep. Plan for the growth spurt. So, but what it,
0: episode number is this, Dave?
1: This episode is uh, 337.
0: Sounds great. It a- love it.
1: Adds up to an unlucky number, which is 13.
0: I think it's fine. I like a 13.
1: Yeah, I don't. Uh, Do you worry about Friday the 13th? Not in the slightest.
0: Uh, I I I worry about the declining quality of Friday the 13th movies.
1: (laughs) You know what? When you start that low, there's nowhere else to go.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's weird when they don't have a 13th floor in a building. I think, uh, yeah, seems I, think, kind of I think that architects and people that believe in science, when they just like throw their hands up and, yeah. uh, and give into superstition, that seems like a bad idea.
1: Okay, architects aren't people of science. It's a, it's a creative profession. But also... Uh, um, I
0: think as architects, you better use some math, otherwise you're going to get into a lot of trouble.
1: That's why you hire engineers. But uh-huh. uh, I think they do some. But uh, the um, I don't think it's the architects, though, who are making those decisions. I think it's the building... Owners who are, are laying down the law on whether there's going to be a thirteenth floor or not. I don't so, think the so Arctic when you're exists.
0: a Donald Trump and yeah. you uh you get rid of ten floors, like ten floors don't exist in Trump Tower. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you, how do you feel about that? Is that okay? Because that to me feels like when you're what? having a fire, now we're going to have some trouble when you're getting into this nonsense. What
1: is this to make it taller than it actually is? Yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> is I think the building is like fifty stories tall, but you can be on the sixty fifth floor. Or oh. some some shit like that.
1: It's good to know that his penis is ten stories smaller than advertised.
0: And zambam boom. That's how Boing. it goes. Zimba that boom. Take that, Mister President. <laughs> That's right. There, we've stuck it to you. What if that was the one straw that just broke his back? What if he just went like, "All right, I've had enough. I quit."
1: <laughs> Happy penis day, Mister President. Well, this is the thing. Like
0: they're trying to get rid of him in so many ways. They're trying to like, the Mueller thing, and yeah. God. A lawyer, other lawyers are trying to bring him Wait, down
1: Wait, are they trying to get rid of him? Or are they just investigating uh, some, something that's possible? You're right, but this is the this is the It's whole... not like their, their end game is to get rid of him Their end game is to discover whether he is culpable or not
0: That's correct And if he is, to uh, Fuck pr- him. to pr- uh, uh, prosecute him to the full extent of the law But here's, yes. here's what I think might be a better way to go Is this week is the week that they um, determine What shows are cancelled and what shows are not Try canceling him. See what happens. Because the guy is like living <laughs> like it's a TV show. What if like the he just yeah. you know, the network says you're not renewed? Like, Ooh. would he would he have to split? Like, yeah. is he is he living the TV life? Could that could that possibly uh, work? I mean, admittedly, Fox yeah. would pick him up. This is the problem. Uh, well, but wouldn't like that but, be NBC? No, because he was on NBC. That's the oh, thing. Oh yeah, snap. NBC was his home. I didn't know that. Though that said, good on NBC for picking up Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is one of my favorite shows. I was very
1: happy that to was see my, that. that was my little reference. So yeah, thank you for thank you for picking up on so what I was laying down. When
0: you see that a show is canceled nowadays, it really feels like, with the exception of possibly the Mulaney show, uh, it's not canceled. Nothing's ever canceled. Yeah. Nothing's
1: canceled anymore. Is that Every true? show comes back. I don't think that's absolutely true. Name one. Name one canceled. Name one show that was canceled yeah. that has never come back. Well,
0: like they yeah, got that. Here's one. Okay, Roseanne. Oh, Dave! I got a big surprise for you. What's that? Uh, I'm pregnant.
1: <laughs> what? No, sorry. that is what a surprise. A, what a twist! <laughs> Did you hear the Roseanne theory? Like, Twisted my
0: spine. Uh, that uh, the the Roseanne takes place in an alternate dimension. Did you hear that theory? Because the because uh, the original series when had a it? season that was like uh, she won the lottery, but that wasn't real. Oh, okay, right. That wasn't real. That was fake. So it ended. At the, that uh, that series ended with her as a writer going. Oh, I made up this thing to, to because it's a happier ending than what really happened. What really happened was uh John Guzman's character died. And his his uh, her uh, her sister was lesbian. But, did, but and 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 the girls were married to different guys. They should have married the other the other ones, but I fixed it in my writing and so the TV show was my writing and all this. Now they brought the show back. Yeah. D- Dan's not dead. So now we're like a third How do you re- know? we've because he's there. Oh. And they keep going, oh, I thought you were dead, but you're not. Even though I haven't watched the show. But I know that much from the commercials. So this is a third reality. So we have at least three realities of Roseanne here. I wish I knew the
1: name of the town they live in:
0: Rosanna Stan.
1: <laughs> Rosanna, 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 Danna Stan? Yeah. I was kind sort of, of going for that. Going I was kind of going for that, and then I uh, I pulled you've, out of that. Pulled, yes, you pulled out, Dave.
0: I've been traveling, and 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 I'm not I'm not my sharpest. I just did a uh, I just did a podcast for a, a Marx Brothers thing, and uh, I think I think we did about seventeen hours of the Possibly. first episode. And me
1: talking about vaudeville. Yeah, pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit. No, well, listen, I do think it was a good episode. And I think he gave some good information, but uh, you know. Uh, the first comedy happened when <laughs> fire uh, was created, and people gathered right. around. And the first comedian that was a little would set himself on fire for laughs. I was like we've gone way back. <laughs> you're right, way you're right. back.
1: I never felt the 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 need to like go back into the childhood of the Beatles when we did the Beatles one, but for some reason I felt the need to go back to the the beginnings of comedy. Mm-hmm. Back, I mean, and to be honest with you, I, I was just it was mostly me just. You know, sort of guessing what what the possible you know causes of comedy were was
0: there was fire
1: a, was it the first person to get trampled by a, by a dinosaur
0: <laughs> yeah and really we really went back we really cliff nestor off it. so when that uh, show comes out, <clears throat> and I'm not sure exactly what's coming out mm-hmm. but uh let I'm it.
1: afraid of thirteen
0: yeah, there you go so we're so we're not going to have thirteen episodes. we're probably just going to go fourteen. But we're going to go from our twelfth episode <laughs> to the fourteenth yeah uh speaking of Beatles. Just a quick uh, side oh, thing okay. here. Uh, I was watching, They're really uh, good. Uh, they are good. I was watching Stephen Colbert yesterday and did a funny thing where kids wrote a movie. Okay. And one of the things was there was a kid who was a big Beatles fan. Wow. And I think you should see this segment because the kid really gets into the Beatles. Like, it's just a little kid. Yeah. And, and Colbert asks him what his favorite Beatles album was. Oh. And, is, and they go, oh, you'll see. I don't want to ruin it oh, for okay. you. Because it really gets into it because Colbert's got his own opinion as well. Oh, okay. And they really fight, fight over it. Oh. It's okay. pretty good. Um but then because you see the movie they actually have the Beatles in it mm. and the Beatles are played by I will tell you this much yeah. uh they they John is uh Hugh Laurie Kay. uh Paul is uh John Oliver okay uh Ringo is Michael Shannon all right and George is David Tennant huh. and it really works huh. and I just want to see something with those guys as the Beatles <laughs>
1: it's just so great so they actually have like a little film segment with them playing the
0: yeah yeah, what, they thought, recreate the movie that the wow. kids described. Because the one yeah. kid went like, "What do you want to see in the, in this movie?" And it's like, "Ah, the Beatles." Oh, you like the Beatles? Yeah, I love the Beatles. You know, what's your favorite Beatles album? He says the the yeah, like yeah. his favorite album. Yeah, it's not what you would expect either. It's not. I'll say that much. Yeah. Uh, but okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. Where like at one point, like uh, Colbert He's mentions like, an album, it's a different it. album. Yeah. And he lists all the songs in order that are on the album. Wow. Like a
1: savant skill.
0: I was like, this kid and Dave would like. <laughs> He's already
1: already wiped the floor with me. It's pretty great. I can't even name one song on one album.
0: Yeah, I will send you a link
1: to that and I think
0: I think you will enjoy it. But especially for some reason, David Tennant as George Harrison
1: really worked for me. Mm, Yeah. It's pretty good actually. It was was interesting. We're finally a Scottish George Harrison. We've all been waiting for
0: (laughs) Exactly. Hi everybody. Uh welcome to Sneaky (laughs) Dragon. Uh, Dave is the host, but I'm I'm here.
1: You are the most.
0: Uh, if you want to come and see us live, and this is I don't know Saturday uh, or Sunday, uh, this Saturday and Sunday, which is the 19th and 20th of May, uh, Dave and I are signing our book Sparks at uh, VanCaf at the Roundhouse in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, from 10 to 5, I think is is something like that. From what 10 till 5? I think so. Huh? You can show up whenever you want. It's a long time. It's a very long time. Uh, and uh, Nina Matsumoto, who is the artist on Sparks,
1: uh, I just mean that's colorist. a long time to be with you guys.
0: Well, walk around. Uh, we'll uh, keep on walking. Yeah, da- uh, uh, Nina, the third dragon, will be there. She's yep. the artist on Sparks, and we'll be signing books. And my wife will also be there, Pia Guerra, uh, and she'll be signing prints. And I think her and I will have a a, a little. Uh, mini comic that's uh, some of the New Yorker cartoons that we've done that didn't end up in the New Yorker. Uh, we're just going to have like s- some of those for sale as well. So, you know, come and uh, come and say, hey, it'll be uh, nice to see you. We've got, I know one listener that says they'll be coming by, uh, James. So uh, come and meet James. There you are.
1: Yes. Looking forward to looking forward to this.
0: Yeah. And you know what I like is um, I just came back from tea Ice calf. cream. Uh, I, oh, we, we were just at a place. Dave was so excited about getting ice cream. Uh, then he read it and it said coconut uh, a frozen coconut cream or whatever. I don't know what it and was. He just went. This is bullshit. Threw down the uh, menu and
1: stormed out. Stormed out. I didn't pay. For What's this
0: vegan bullshit? And he was well, so you know mad. What?
1: It's not that. I, no, it's not vegan bullshit. Vegan is fine. It's fine. But it shouldn't be the only choice. Like it should give you an option. Like you should be able to get real ice cream. Yeah. Or if you if you have issues with. You know, if you have stomach problems with eating ice cream, or you or, just have a preference, or you yeah, or if you or if it's an ethical thing or whatever, yeah, that's fine. If I it's an ethnic thing, I'm okay. Or if it's an ethic thing, I'm fine with that too.
0: Ethnic or ethical, either one's fine. Yeah, if it's an equine problem, if it's an equine problem, they're using horse milk, if and you, you're not for that. <laughs> that also
1: is fine. That's right. If it's horse milk, which I don't know.
0: Anyway... How often do you milk horses uh, in, you know, in, uh, over at the stables mm. when you're hanging out there? They just do that at Stud Farms. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, nice. I went there. The,
1: uh, no, I'm fine. But why, why only have one? Like It just seems unfair to people My who want some. My feeling is that
0: there's probably, it, there's probably a vegan uh, ice cream place in this uh, building, and they got it from them. They made a deal, I'm assuming. Anyway, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. Also, what's bullshit? Uh, theft. And while we were in there, uh, there was a theft of a bag that we did not notice. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? I was it? busy gazing into Dave's eyes, and I didn't <laughs> notice someone. Uh, it was, uh, a woman had it on the back of her chair, and apparently someone sketchy came in. the uh, the, the The staff member was outside talking on the phone to the cops afterwards And so she was going yeah, There was a sketchy guy Coming in Who was like Asking questions About the menu That didn't seem real oh, Okay And so Yeah That looks oh, like He cheesy. like And then Whoosh. And I, th- I I think Someone should have Like a camera around here Like something should have Been on to record it Yeah yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know And I felt bad For that whole situation
1: You do feel bad Because it's amazing Like I was in a bank one time And there was a bank robbery And to be honest with you I did not realize There was a bank robbery Until they were locking The doors of the bank to keep everyone inside, mm-hmm. everyone inside, even though the the, the uh, criminal had already left the bank, right? Uh, they didn't lock him in. They locked they locked the rest of us in, and the police came and asked us questions. And even though the person who had the perpetrator of the crime was standing directly behind Lisa and I, we didn't. Oh, well, I didn't notice him at all. Like I didn't even see him. And if I did see him, I didn't remember what he looked like because it was just some guy, like some nondescript fellow standing behind us. Yeah, you know. So I didn't really paying attention to him and the robbery itself was done very subtly like he just handed some paper to yeah. the teller without making a fuss she gave him the money right and then he left and that was it and so you know like the only fuss was them locking the doors of the bank and making us wait there and i guess they wanted to interview people and see and see what uh see, you know have them help Help them with an identification. Yeah, but though uh, I was very must disappointing have been, like, to them.
0: Everything's on camera there, so what are they doing? Like everything's on camera in the bank. I would think cameras so. are running constantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's my story that I've told on the show before, but I'm going to tell one more time because you set it up nicely. Oh, I uh, was at uh, the uh, De Dutch, the restaurant uh, that serves the pancakes.
1: The Dutch Pancake House. Sure, uh,
0: where you can get a Coke or a Pepsi. They have both. Good on them! Wow. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm, I'm having a, a breakfast meal there, and then all of a sudden, a guy uh, is leaving, and there's a glass door, and he just hits the glass door with his face. Like hard, like really hard. Yeah. And we all turn and we like, "Oh no, poor guy!" And we're asking him, "Are you okay?" And, so I said, yeah, I'm, fine, I'm, fine. and I'm like, "Are you sure?" Because you really hit really hard. No, no, I'm no, totally no, 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 fine. So we're all trying to make sure that he's not bleeding or whatever. and Because yeah, yeah. he seems really out of it and he's kind of scrambling around. And uh, then he's grabbing for the door and like, "Are you sure?" Because we'll call a we'll call an ambulance. You look like you're hurt. No, no. no, 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 no and like he, he leaves. And then we turn and we see like that uh, one of the services crying. And it's like, oh, they were just robbed. And this was the guy who was robbing them. And he was running out and didn't see that the door was shut or some shit and, like, smashed his face. So uh, the police come almost immediately. And they ask us, oh, can you give us a description of the guy? And we gave the best description. Because we're looking at the guy like crazy, trying to make sure that he's okay. So we all got, like, his clothes. We got, like, his look. And, yeah, they caught him really, really fast. Oh, that's good. It was like everyone in the the place uh, gave the best description.
1: Yeah. Well, he was also the only person there who wasn't Dutch. True. And if you
0: eat there, you've got to split the bill. That is just the rule.
1: <laughs> it is the rule. Yeah. That's the problem. He didn't split the bill.
0: Uh, they do have they have enormous pancakes there that you would think you can't eat, but you can. Mm. Um, it reminds me of when I was a kid and I had a Whopper for the first time. And I thought, this is a ridiculously sized burger. No one can eat this burger. <laughs> yeah. And then over time, I was able to eat that size burger.
1: Oh, okay. You worked your way up to it. Yeah.
0: And that's how uh, America got where they are. <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah. You build up your tolerance.
1: Mm-hmm. You know well I think America and I as an American you can I don't say want to speak out of turn here but this but is But you are an American sir. But I'm an you American have so the freedom of speech. But you know you you'll use it. you'll find the same problem in other parts of Canada. You don't see it here as much because our background is different. But I kind of think that this is a farming problem. In the sense that these people come out like a lot of like the Midwest for instance okay. or middle Canada sure. as we call it. There's upper, lower and middle Canada as you know. And then also And outer, lower Canada and then is
0: is higher up yeah. Then Upper Canada, yeah, it's weird. which confuses everybody. Yeah, and, and then there's
1: Outer Canada as well.
0: Right, which is the Canada that's in outer space, because we have claimed part of outer space. Yeah. Right. Prince so, Edward Island, uh, you think it's a very small province? Yes. So that's because most of it is in space. Yeah, a lot of it. It's, yeah. it's a dimensional thing. Right. And at Green Gables, uh, most of most of uh, Green Gables is actually in outer space.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: So anyway, so interrupting is so rude. It is so rude. Oh, please continue. I won't. I'll shut up now.
1: You may. So the. Uh, You're so
0: casual right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Just see this slouching teenager, <laughs> big feet up. So.
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, okay, these people come like. So, a lot of these people who have these sort of problems that we're talking about. Okay. I'm assuming this is what we're talking about. <laughs> I hope I'm not. I don't know. You're going to go, what I are think, you talking about, Dave?
0: I don't know. I feel like I'm still talking about the Marx brothers,
1: but go ahead. So, so, uh, so, what are they going to say? Okay, so they come out of farming backgrounds. Okay. So, like farming is really hard work. Like you get up early, you work really hard, right. then you come in your house, and you have a big breakfast. Then you go back outside and you work really hard and you come back into your house and you have a big lunch. And then you go back outside again and you work really hard. Do you get know where I'm going with this? And You come back in and what do you have? You can answer for me. What's that? What do you have when you get back?
0: Uh, relations with you,
1: your wife. <laughs> you are paying attention <laughs> to my story. You have a big dinner, then you have relations with your wife, and then you have a late snack. But oh, so, whatever you want to call it. So that, beca- <laughs> that becomes that becomes uh, like uh, it becomes part of people's lives. Yep. That's how you live. You have a big meals because right. you work really hard.
0: You come in, you eat your meal but uh, when, that's made of the animals you're taking care of outside. You go out, the animals go, not, What's that on your you're breath? Not and they care freak of out. Your, you're not taking they go, care like, of well,
1: well, What's that? What's like that on you, your breath, says the pigs. I like that you regard farming as babysitting. But anyway, so, but when people aren't farming anymore, when their lives become working in an insurance office right. or working in bookstores or working in factories or whatever. And they're not working the the same way, but the traditions of eating are the same. Right. That you have a big meal, that three times a day that you have a big breakfast and you have a big lunch and you have a big dinner with a big dessert. Because that's why you grew up. Because that's how your parents grew up and that's how their parents grew up. Yeah. That's when you get problems because it's one thing for your lifestyle. Like, you know, when we visited England and they're eating like four meals a day in the Orkneys and you're like, how can you do this? This is crazy. But the reason you can is because you work on a farm, right? And you you work off your meals, and of course you're hungry when you come back to the house. And
0: they're also running from ghosts because there's so many ghosts there. That really burns off the
1: calories. <laughs> it also burns fear. Me. Yeah, yeah, that really burns me too. And when you know when that when that lifestyle changes, but the or part of the lifestyle changes, but the habits stay the same. You know.
0: All right, that's a fine theory. Here's my theory,
1: Dave. Oh no. Okay.
0: Go ahead. Uh, my, th- my theory is, uh, my theory is this one that we replaced, uh, sugar with fructose and everyone's messed up about that. And, uh, you get fatter on fructose, but, t- but two, uh, so you got a fast food restaurant and mm-hmm. the new fast food restaurant that's competing with McDonald's or whatever has to compete somehow. And like, can we make a better Big Mac? You can't. You can't. Yeah. yeah. But what can you do? Yeah. We can offer more food. Yeah. So, f- so it looks like you're getting more. And you know what? Uh, fries cost nothing. And drinks cost super nothing. Yeah. So it's like, if we can give you an insanely large drink and a big fries, you're going to look at that and go like, well, I'll eat here because I'm getting more value than I am over at the other place. Uh, but, and then so you end up with this and, and it's on your, it's on your plate and you get that thing in your head of your parents going, clean your plate. Yeah. You gotta clean your plate because sure. people are starving in other places. Yeah. So you gotta eat all the food. And you eat all the food and you get used to that and, and that's how it goes. And then the next place goes, We're gonna have bottomless fries, and we're gonna have like endless <laughs> pop and we're gonna yeah. go crazy and, and and yeah, and so the portion sizes get uh, get insane.
1: That's part of it, but I think you have to have the eating habit there too. It's not just you know what I mean? Like if you grew but if up if you get
0: a little more fries, if you you're gonna grew eat up, those
1: little more fries. Sure. But if you grew up in a house where you ate You know, a sensible amount of food, you know, Mm -hmm. your stomach wouldn't be able to handle eating all that.
0: Yeah, it's also the what type of food, because some food will fill you up. Yeah, and some food will not fill you up, and mm-hmm. a lot of fast food, you just want more of the food, and by the time that you're done with it, it 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 it, uh, it you don't feel it until it's done. Yeah. Whereas, like a lot of like a, a more nutritious food, like a salad or something, uh, you'll uh, you'll be feeling it by the time you get to the end of it. It's a it's a it's tricky it's tricky the, it,
1: mix. It's the roughage. Hmm. Yeah.
0: I uh, you know what I you know what I I can't do when I'm out uh, in a restaurant and I'm having a salad can't have dressing. I don't know why. It just doesn't make sense to me. So
1: you go to the restaurant naked, or you're yeah. dressed at the table?
0: Well, I tell you, Dave. Gosh darn it, we all we all have fun here. But I don't. I don't have dressing on my salad when I go to a restaurant. I don't know why. It's just like nah. So you just have plain lettuce. Well, not lettuce. It's like salad. It's other stuff that's in the salad. I know,
1: but it's basically lettuce with some other things. I like. So well, it's
0: greens nowadays. You don't have iceberg lettuce unless you're going to like a weird steakhouse and you've uh, ordered a uh, wedge of iceberg <laughs> that's, lettuce. That's all I like. Iceberg has gone away. I don't like
1: any of the other. I don't like any of the fuzzy stuff that they add to, to, to modern salads. <laughs> I don't like any of that stuff. You don't
0: like them modern salads? I
1: don't like it. I don't like if there's like some sort of like fuzzy. Le- lettuce like thing in
0: it fu- what's this fuzziness i don't know what it is
1: but there's some sort of there's there is a is a lettuce that you get on on a in, on a like fancy i put that in quotation marks okay. salad yeah and it looks it looks i don't know it looks like a fern rather than a piece of lettuce
0: do you mind an arugula do you mind uh
1: what's arugula what does it look like
0: it's kind of jagged a little bit i suppose it's called rocket in uh in, uh, in the uk I'm not going to go. I through don't think
1: all that. I like it. No, I don't think I like that.
0: You just like an iceberg. I don't like. What's I, a, what's on a salad for you? Is it just like iceberg and cucumber and tomato? Is that it? And the and the purple stuff. And the purple stuff. I guess that's cabbage. Yeah. Yes, the purple stuff. I like a bit of cabbage. I like carrots. And then grape juice. <laughs> I like uh,
1: tomatoes. Okay, that's what I like. And then and I, I. You're I, a very old-timey salad guy. I am. I'm old. All right. And I'm not changing with the times, which apparently involves eating fuzzy greens, which I don't want. No, I just like. I
0: want to say it's called frizz or something. It's called freeze or something, but that's not correct. I don't know what it is. Do you just... like a? Do you like spinach? Do you like a raw spinach? No. Okay, I, I'd go through all the different lettuces, but I'm sure you it's would. It's fine. Uh... Yeah, I don't like it. I like romaine. Do you like a butter lettuce? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, if you like an iceberg, you'll probably like a
1: butter lettuce. A butter lettuce, iceberg is better. A butter
0: but lettuce is the friendliest of lettuces. It's the softest. It's, it's, it's a little, little too wilty for lettuce. me. It's a
1: little too wilty for me. You got to eat it pretty fast. That's I, true. I prefer iceberg again because it's crunchy.
0: Now, do you like a grape tomato? or Do you like a sliced tomato of like a big tomato that's Either, sliced? Either I out? good. Do you like it in wedges, like uh, an orange style?
1: I'll like, eat. I'll eat. I'll just eat a, a tomato. Okay. Like a, like a tomato with salt on it on a plate.
0: Yeah, I used to have a friend, Bruce, and he would like uh, eat them like apples. He would like salt a tomato and mm. just like eat it like an apple. And uh, at that time in my life, uh, that revolted me. That was, but it was more fun. than you wanted to see. Yeah, that was like a horror show. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. so I don't think I a,
0: could do that. Do you put a cucumber on your salad? Sure. Cucumber's good. You put celery on your salad? Yeah. Seems like a are stretching it seems like adding a
1: lot of work to something that's I don't a salad. know. I think
0: like here's the thing. I think that's the secret ingredient to the salad is the celery because it gives you that crunch that you want. Mm. You know, it gives you a little uh, little tooth. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll just eat and I'll eat the salad probably too fast. I'll eat it too fast and I'll eat it without the dressing, mm. just because it's the nutrition. It's the nutritious part. I'm like, I'm just going to eat that fast. I'm going to get it down. I, I guess I feel like if I'm eating a salad. Yeah, I know where the calories are, and it's in the dressing. And I'm like, if I can just avoid the dressing, then I'm saving myself a lot of fucking hassle. <laughs> and I'm just getting, I'm just getting the salad. Yeah, and it's gonna be fine. It's mm. gonna be fine. I'll work mm. my way to it. And it's uh, it's fine. But if you just got like an oil, It's still uh, it's oil. It's like calories, man. Oh, okay, it's like oil is just fat. Mm. Which is fine. I just like uh, I feel like if I'm getting calories and fat in a in in the food that I'm eating, I would rather like it and I mm. guess I don't like dressing enough for that okay. to
1: make sense. okay
0: though anytime I am slightly sick, I crave
1: craft um, French dressing like nobody's business really what's so what's is that your favorite dressing when I'm sick? But what's your favorite dressing if you're not sick? Like if you're going to have like a regular if salad... I'm t- if I'm, have... if
0: I, my favorite dressing is probably one that I'll make myself. And I'll make that with like... Uh, well, I'll make it with an oil and a vinegar, like mm. a red wine vinegar. And yep. then I'll put a little uh, mustard in there, some honey and dill, mm. uh, salt and pepper. Okay. And uh, yeah, I really like that.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't... I make uh, Caesar salad, but I don't make any other dressing.
0: Do you make a Caesar dressing? Yeah. What's your Caesar dressing recipe? My Caesar... Do you make it in the bowl uh, table side? I
1: wish I could do that. I tried it one time and it was a disaster. I just make it in a blender... Okay, it's a it's a blender Caesar salad. Uh, it's usually four or five cloves of garlic, as much as I can get in there. Do you chop it up first, or do you just let it? I just go put and... it into the blender because the blender will chop it up for me. Really,
0: it doesn't feel like it would chop it up enough. No, no, it's, like big it's chunks oh, of garlic. Oh, it's gar- gone. Wow, you got a good blender.
1: <laughs> I guess so. Uh, and then it's uh, let me think now. Sorry, egg yolk. Actually, it's a whole egg. Oh, for this recipe, so it's um two two table two teaspoons of anchovy paste. Okay. Uh, a teaspoon of Dijon mustard, mm-hmm. a half teaspoon of Worcester sauce. Okay. Um, the egg. Yeah, one egg. One egg. yeah. Not separated. Nope. Just put in. it in there, even in the shell. No, I'm just kidding. Not the shell. Just the egg. Um, thank you for. Did I not turn off my phone earlier? Does it just automatically turn itself back on when it feels like it? Isn't well, when weird? you mention uh, egg things, yeah. I guess that's what gets, gets it excited. Um, egg, eggs. Uh, five tablespoons of lemon juice. Okay. Then uh, a half a cup of Parmesan cheese, grated Parmesan cheese. Already. Um, Then you blend that. And while you're blending it, you slowly add in three, um, uh, three quarter cups of, no, three, yeah. What's it? Three quarter cups. Three quarter cups. That doesn't sound right. No. Yeah, I just use a quarter cup. So three quarter cups of of oil. Oh. And then uh, I usually, it's not in the recipe, but I usually add, just because I like it, a bit of uh, red wine vinegar. Yeah. All right. Salt uh, and pepper? You can salt and pepper to taste, sure. Okay. Anchovies pretty salty, but uh, if you need to add more.
0: Now, um, do you ever put anchovies on your Caesar salad?
1: No, that's terrible. Oh, it's not. It's very good. No, it's the grossest thing I've ever had happen to me in my life. What? Someone putting that on? Like, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I didn't really have... I, I, will, up, I will disagree, but
0: I, uh, you know, it's your taste or your taste.
1: I grew up... Uh, I don't really like salty things very much. Okay. So that's, you know, anchovies are very salty.
0: Do you not like a potato chip?
1: Uh, not a regular potato chip. All right. Um, I, I, uh, I grew up without eating any Caesar salad. The first Caesar salad I ever had was, at what became my, Lisa, my favorite restaurant where they would actually do it at your table. They did table service and they would make it to your vague spec. You know, they'd be like, you like garlic, you know, anchovy. Okay. And they put a few anchovies in, but it was all mixed into the, into the dress, into the dressing. And that's how I like it. When we went down to Seattle, or not Seattle, that went down to LA to Disneyland one year with Lisa and I went down with her cousin. Their cousin's son and we went to Venice Beach and I ordered a Caesar salad there. My experience was I didn't expect them to do table service, but I expected it to just to be a dressing on, on a salad. So they brought it over to the table. And it was basically half a head of lettuce cut like cut in half, sitting in a bowl. Okay. With some dressing on top of it, and then like a like in a ray pattern, some actual anchovies just on top of the lettuce.
0: Was there a shaved piece of Parmesan as well?
1: I don't remember that. I'm gonna assume there was. And I um luckily I'd also ordered some iced tea, so even though the even though the uh, the Caesar salad was the grossest and most disappointing thing I'd ever seen in my life, hmm. the iced tea is gross. It's actual tea. <laughs> Ugh! I just left. I just went outside and just. Dis- I was so angry and disappointed. I went outside and just sat on a bench waiting for everyone else to finish their food. I don't want to be there with them while they're eating because mine was such a disappointment. I just did. Terrible. So I've, I've always searched for a, another restaurant in Vancouver that made up Caesar salad as good as. Uh, as la Masia. and it's been a i found a couple that made very good caesar salads yeah. but n- not quite as good but pretty good.
0: Yeah, I uh we whenever we have a caesar salad we uh we add tomatoes to it called uh called the bloody caesar cuz Pia likes it with tomatoes.
1: Really? And uh, yeah. Don't don't go that way but okay that's fine.
0: It uh it balances it out
1: to me. How do you mean it balances it out? Uh it gives What is the caesar salad lacking that needs the balancing? Uh
0: it's just all sharp. You know, it's all sharp flavor. Yeah, that's what's good about it. And so when you have the tomato contrasting it, also mm-hmm. visually it looks really nice because it's all so green, yeah, uh, and then just the popping of the of the red, mm-hmm. especially grape tomatoes, very very yeah. nice. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. But um, then again, I like anchovies. So what are you going to do? I love them on a pizza too. My God, they're good. I I know how uh, like people were always like, "Hold the anchovies!" It's the worst thing in the world. Hold the anchovies. Yeah. Then one day I had one a piece with anchovies, and I was like, "You people have been wrong for my whole damn life." You must like you must like saltiness, then. You must eh, be a salty guy. I don't know. I'm still uh, I'm still uh, choking back that peanut butter parfait I had the other uh, <laughs> the other day with a big bomb of salt on nice. the end.
1: That, de- that desert of
0: salt, you and want again, I'm see. trying to like uh, steer steer a little lower on the on the salt quotient. So
1: mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. I don't add any salt to it, my food. I mean, outside of the recipe, I don't like table salted, and add, you know, I don't do that except to eggs. I just find it, I don't know, I'm not a like, salty guy.
0: Again, I come from a British family where everyone salted the hell out of everything. Yeah. Like, crazy. Yeah. Like, you had to, like, s- uh, spend extra time at dinner just watching someone salt their food. <laughs> like, just give yourself an extra 10 minutes for the salting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we never said grace, and I think it's just we didn't have time after the salting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you're afraid it would just cure the food, and you wouldn't be able to actually eat it. it would just mm-hmm. be, like, be yeah, shaky. it is
0: perfectly. Uh, everything, all our leftovers are perfectly preserved <laughs> from when I was a uh, from when I was a child. So it's it's okay. Uh, I I just came back from Toronto, and uh, wait, and I just how want, are your arms feeling? Uh, how are my arms feeling? Yeah, uh, they're uh, they're okay. okay. Uh, thanks for asking. No, that's fine. Yeah, they're uh, they They're okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, are you talking because I fucking flew? <laughs> is that what you're saying you implied it oh because you, th- you, you you thought i meant like i flew yeah okay well here's the thing mm-hmm. i didn't say i just flew in from i said i just came back from so your <laughs> joke doesn't make sense all right how are my arms now i telling you fuck off um <laughs> wow Jeez. and and look i love i love toronto i love torontonians no you don't uh i do I love. Uh, I've, there's actually some people I do love in Toronto very much, uh, and I got to tell. I got to tell you, we went to TCAF. A lot of fun, me and Nina. Uh, it went well. Anyway, uh, their library has the TCAF um, bookstore, which is amazing. You mm. would love everything in TCAF. <laughs> you would love, but they've got like art supplies there. We've got. They got comics. They got amazing trades. They got wonderful shirts. Yeah, it's so great. I love it. I love it. I love uh, the energy of people in Toronto. I love that they do things. Yeah. Uh, my God, the city smells. Holy <laughs> shit. I tried going for a walk. Were they in the midst of a heat wave? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I think it was like the... F- Maybe it was the first warm day they've had for a while. Oh, okay. That's a possibility. Oh, it it yeah. seems like
1: if you have like an extended period... I mean, it's even in Vancouver. If you have an extended period of... No rain. Yeah, you'll end up with a lot of smelly, Possible. smelly. Well, I, what sometimes. I've
0: said is, uh, I prefer Vancouver's uh, terrible smells to their horrible smells because we have <laughs> our own. There's times yeah. uh, earlier this week where this whole city has smelled of shit. Like I don't know what it was, mm. but it just like literally smelled of shit.
1: Why Richmond?
0: Right, but there, there was something that was maybe it's because uh, you know I'm not used to it, so it's especially bad. Yeah, but I went, to... I went for a long walk down Young Street because I love walking down streets. And uh I just couldn't take it. And also, there was Vespa scooters uh, on the sidewalk. Knock that shit off. People yelling, people <laughs> angry. I can take a little of that. But it just smelled. Yeah. And my God, there was smoking everywhere. Everyone was smoking. Maybe it's just because the, the sidewalks are, are smaller. Yeah. But it was just like, oh, I just couldn't go away from c- cigarettes. Uh Women would, like I'd sit in a park and there'd be lots of benches. And an older woman would sit next to me and just start power smoking. Oh. I'm like, there's benches around me. Sit there. Yeah. I went to see Sunset Boulevard in the in the theater uh like two days ago uh went to went to see it because they were showing you know classic movies and so yeah, I yeah. went and I saw it and uh very good and movie a very good movie, surprisingly yeah. good movie uh and uh there Why are surprising. scenes where Nora Desmond is smoking, mm. and I was like, "Why am I smelling it?" And I was oh, like, it's yeah. me because I haven't gotten rid of the smell uh, uh, I've washed my clothes and it still doesn't go
1: away. no I think it's just a it's a uh mental thing ugh. It's just a I can smell it too if people are, if people are smoking on television Maybe, so. yeah. Yeah, it hurts my nose sometimes when I'm watching
0: it. people smoking in yeah. a movie. I grew up with it and it's still there. And she and she smokes a lot in that movie, Sunset Boulevard. If you haven't seen it, see it. Uh, good twists, good character, good dialogue. Yep. Oh man, it works. Good old Billy Wilder. Oh, so nice. Like I prefer
1: to call him Billy Wilder. It's a cooler name.
0: You should. What do people call him, Billy Wilder? He was German, so Willi-Wilder. Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder.
1: William Wilder.
0: Yes. With Sunset Boulevard. <laughs>
1: I don't even know what you're doing now. Blah,
0: blah. <laughs> I'm assuming he's a vampire.
1: He <laughs> was not a vampire. All right.
0: Uh Dave. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, sir. We're at like, uh, about the 40 minute mark. So here's what I'm going to do. We're at
1: the 40 minute mark already?
0: Dude, let's I am so on.
1: relaxed. It doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, I'm gonna take
0: long. a look see and see if I'm right. Yeah, I am. Okay. Uh so here's the thing. Uh, I wanna get to the I wanna get to the music because we did uh, an enormously long we did do an enormously uh, Marx long. Brothers. Okay. And so I'm thinking like now's a good time to get into Can
1: I just talk about a couple of movies that I saw before we do that? Oh, David. Sorry, I don't want to Fuck no. <laughs> yes, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Well you really raced through TCAF. I just want to go back to that for a second. Sure. So so uh, I'm just week, hoping
0: people will come and ask me about it in person this weekend at, at Van
1: A week before you left for the show, you were you were in a tizzy. You were very worried about what right. you were, what you're going to do because
0: with uh, because we got uh, the uh, 2018 uh, tizzy, the new car. <laughs> yes, uh,
1: you were you were in a tizzy. You were, what was my tizzy about? You were worried about what you were going to do with all the books you were bringing to TCAF.
0: Oh yeah, you had a hundred books there. I wasn't sure how to get them there. You weren't gonna.
1: Oh, and you. didn't... I was worried
0: about the heaviness of them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. let me let me say this. Sure. Right, I was. Uh, when they oh, we did get them delivered to the hotel.
1: Yep. And uh, how did that go? The,
0: the bellhop was
1: <gasps> when you brought them up. How did the delivery to the hotel go? How did delivery to the hotel yeah, go? Yeah. Uh,
0: went went all right. So you had fine. some problems with it? No, it's all right. Yeah. What do you mean all right then? Um. Uh. Uh. uh you know. You know. We got some uh, phone numbers to call. Uh, and about the fourth one was correct. Oh, okay. There's a lot of that. It was like just call this number. Uh, okay. Uh, well, that's not right. Oh, wait, but that
1: was ordering from Scholastic.
0: It was ordering for some people. I don't know. I don't want to bomb up. I don't want to. Uh, oh, you don't want to great. name anyone. Scholastic's, okay. great. Scholastic's great. Scholastic's great. You know, they do. They do fantastic work. It just was a little bit of a runaround was, to get to the I, actual books Okay,
1: but you were worried about it going getting to the hotel. Yes, sir. And that went well. Generally, yes. It was there for you when you got
0: there. Two destroyed books, but yes, but not super destroyed, just not sellable. Yes, but that's the rest too, were fine.
1: That's too bad. Okay, and then uh, very heavy. The uh, the bellhop went. Ugh. And then I said to you, you don't have to worry. You're going to sell all the books. Is that right? I said, yeah. I said you're going to sell all the 100. At I, the end. I don't remember saying that. Anyway,
0: um, so <laughs> so, you <laughs> so you so you're telling me you you, you said that Ian, you're going to sell all 100. Yeah, books. I said you don't have to worry. You'll sell out. I said and you yeah. weren't saying like that artistically.
1: I'd sell out. I said no. I meant both. I said you. I said the books you probably sell out. You fucking you, sell out. You definitely will sell out. Okay, you definitely sell out. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, these are books that you colored. Yeah. So this is your ego going. They're so beautifully colored. They're mm-hmm. gonna all sell out. Yeah, people. Are gonna all right, well them. let me tell you something, Dave. Yeah. We brought uh We brought a hundred books. Yeah. There. Yeah. Uh, at the very end of it. Yeah. We had one book left. So this is pretty good. So yeah, if yeah. this was a Price Is Right pricing game, we would yeah. have won. Yeah. But you were wrong. We didn't sell them all. That's true. Though, and I'm gonna say this in our defense, um, they did a weird thing at the very end because we okay. were like really pushing at the end. Me and yeah, Dan, yeah. we're like, we're selling, closing, closing, closing. Yeah. We're Glenn Gary, Glenn Rossing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and and gotta and, get those steak knives. And then the lights get dimmed. What they dimmed in yeah. the ho- uh, in the thing. We're like, and everyone claps because like, well, it's the end of the con. It's the end of the con. And then we get a message. Uh, just letting you know, it's five minutes to the end of the con. Confused everybody. Yeah, everyone yeah. thought the con was over. Everyone yeah. starts leaving. It's all uh, they all think it's it's oh. done. They didn't hear this. Uh, so uh, we're left with the one book. Whereas I think, yeah, if they had shut it down five minutes later, yeah. in that five minutes we would have been able to sell that book.
1: Oh, and I would have been I would have been spot on with my with my guess.
0: Right, but I'm again, sh- let's just say TCAF. Everything you love was in TCAF. Every type well, of sure. book you love, the library had all these giant posters of about European comics and the history of European comics. That's wonderful. It was ridiculous. You would have you would have enjoyed it to death. And you must come. Oh, David, you must come
1: <laughs> next time. Very I good. will. I will come.
0: Right, what movies have you seen?
1: So I went. Uh, well, the first movie that we went and saw was a film called The Rider. Have you heard of this movie? Nope.
0: Is it Winona Rider?
1: It it is about it's a history of Winona Rider. It's a story about her as a young girl. Uh, yeah. Is it got the shoplifting in there? No, this is when she's a young girl. She was, did not shoplift when she was a young girl. Okay. She wasn't that strong. The Quit <laughs> whistling. The No, this movie is a it's a very, 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 very good film. It's part part documentary, mm-hmm. part fiction. hmm It's
0: part porno.
1: No, strangely okay. enough the it's it's interesting because the character who the, the main character of the film is a, a young man who's a rodeo rider who suffers a terrible fall gets his head stepped on by a horse Ugh. and basically he can no longer be a rodeo rider it's his life he loves to do it but he can't do it anymore okay even like being around horses and stuff like that is dangerous for him as well and it was it's a it's like okay in the movie they live uh in they live in North Dakota They live on a Sioux reservation. The the family, they like rent a trailer and they have, and they're like horse trainers and stuff like that. And they live in this place. What's interesting about the film is that these are real people, They're real people. It's actual people. They're not actors. They're people who have lived this experience, replaying the story again as actors.
0: Okay, they did that recently with uh, some terrorist attack on a train. That's right. That's what I was thinking about. That Clint Eastwood film. That's right.
1: And I'm, now I'm curious to see that movie, because what's interesting about this film is when it starts off, you're like, ooh, this acting isn't very good. These aren't very good actors. And I I didn't realize that it was the real people uh, in the roles. And then I then I kind of clued into the fact, I'm like, I think these are the actual people this happened to. And then you start forgetting about that, and yeah. it actually becomes really real for you. Yeah. And it's it not was that a, they're
0: bad actors. It's this, that it's a different style.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. But you're used to a particular way of, of acting in a movie, and, and it's not that. But it's still really good. You're right. And once you got used to it, it really it's really arresting and like it's a very good film. It's one of it's one of the few films I've ever seen that the very final scene of the movie made me want to cry. Like deep heaving, sobbing, crying. It was really interesting. I didn't. I just I kind of choked it down a little bit and I but I I mean I had tears in my eyes, but I didn't like start bawling. But it's a very affecting film. And maybe because I I don't want to say I'm involved with horses because you know it's not my whole life or anything. It's part of my life. You're horse adjacent. I'm horse adjacent. I'm tendential to horses, and so I maybe that touches me more than it would other people who maybe don't have that experience. But but it's very good film. Oh man, you man, saw so it good. at uh, in uh, Bellingham? No, I saw it at, Tin- at Tinseltown.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, well, that's um, good to know. All it, right, I'll, I'll give it a look.
1: Yeah, it's really I really recommend. Tinseltown is, uh, is 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 no weird... longer Tinseltown, but yeah. What? It's no longer called that. I think it's called International Village. It's
0: naturally. called a lot of things. It says Tinsel sound on the building, so it's Tinsel sound. <laughs>
1: sure. uh, it's a it's a okay.
0: weird mall that's here in Vancouver that's like sometimes it's it's almost a bit of a forgotten mall but yeah it's, it's, a weird place. yeah it's a weird place but it's got uh 10 movie theaters and it's got the uh, the the odd art house films mm-hmm. you know and foreign they films They mix it up. They mix it they up mix nicely. It up. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Pardon me for sneezing. On the air. Very rude. <coughs> and again. Um, Bless you. It's sort of what used to be in Vancouver, uh, the Royal Bank uh, cinemas. Sure, yes. You know, that was, they had also 10 theaters and they'd yeah, show some oddball yeah. stuff. And they're all
1: small uh, cinemas, too.
0: Okay, so Rider. And the, Rider yeah. off, the Rider. The Rider, R I D E R.
1: Yeah, right. it's very, very good. And then the other film that I went and saw was interesting. It's called Ghost Stories. Mm-hmm. and it's a British. Oh,
0: you were talking about this one it was a scary film.
1: It's a British film. And yeah, I saw the poster for it when we went to see uh, Lena and Pete. Okay. And I really like the poster, and I was like, "Oh man, I got to see this movie because this poster is freaky."
0: And where did you see this film?
1: We did see it in Bellingham. Even I went down. Lisa was in no way interested in seeing a horror movie. Nope. So um, even I went down to watch it. And uh, horror
0: movies to me are my anchovies, probably.
1: What do you mean? You don't need them.
0: Yuck. (laughs) But sometimes, sometimes I'm okay with them.
1: Uh, I really like horror movies. I very rarely find them scary.
0: I can't get them out of my head. Ever. Mm. For the rest of my life. So okay. yeah, I've got to be very careful what I put in there. I
1: don't recommend it then. Uh, but this film is interesting. Um, do you remember the movie or the TV show uh, Dead Set? Yes. About the zombies and the big brother. In a re- reality yeah, show, yeah. yeah. You uh, You lent that to me. That's right. And there's a jerky producer who's like an asshole through the whole thing and basically ruins it for everyone. It's the same actor playing. He plays this... Uh, um, supernatural skeptic who goes around debunking uh, psychics and that kind of thing. And he gets challenged by this old, this person who used to do it on television, that there's three cases that he could never solve. And so this guy goes around and he interviews these three different people. And so it's kind of an anthology of horror. And my problem with that format was that you would get to a point where it was really scary. And then it would, the story would stop. and You're like, oh, well, geez, we're right in this nice scary moment. And then you stop the movie. Like, why, why did you do that? Like, I want to see where is this going to go? Like, they had one where the the guy was like a, a, a security guard in this, uh, shut, closed down, um, mental institution for uh-huh. women. And he's, it's nighttime and he's in this building and you know, the, the, it starts like the plug that like the generator that powers the booth. The plug keeps getting pulled out. And he's going outside to do it, you know, and it's all dark. And it was very well yeah. done. It was well, very good scary. atmosphere. Very good atmosphere. Yeah. And that's what I like. I don't really, my feeling about a horror film is the less you show of any kind of monster mm-hmm. or any sort of thing, the better. Because as soon as you do that, then I'm like, oh, that's what they're scared of. Okay, I get it now. It's not that scary. It's just a monster thing. Like, okay. Any, yeah.
0: It's the 80% kiss rule. Of
1: course, it's dangerous, but it's a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the 80% kiss rule? I don't know it.
0: If you want to kiss somebody, yeah, uh, don't go in and kiss them go 80% and then have them come to you for the other oh, okay. for the other uh, 20%. I see. And that's what I feel you do with a horror movie is yeah, you yeah. you lay out like a certain amount and then you got to let the audience come to you let and like, the audience, write the re- write the right. rest themselves.
1: Sure, that's perfect. Yeah. And that's yeah. And there's elements of this film they did that and then there's parts where they didn't. And that was, those are the disappointing parts for me. But it was uh, it was quite good and then it, it kind of had its cake and, and ate it. too. I can't really talk about it too much because I assume that people might want to see it, but but at, at the end of the film, I, I felt it was a bit of a cheat just because it, like I say, it wanted, its, it wanted to have its cake and eat it too, which you can't really do. You cannot eat something and then also have it. You can't sort order impossible. a second cake. No, no. It's not the same cake, though. You can't have that particular piece of cake and also eat it.
0: Have you ever opened like a package of Twinkies and there's actually, two Twinkies in there? You could eat a actually, Twinkie and then you got another Twinkie. Tell me the difference between those two Twinkies.
1: You can't. What do you mean? Tell you the difference? They're two Twinkies. You've eaten one. Yeah. You only have one left. Therefore, yeah. one was not one you could not eat and have.
0: Yeah, but the other one's the same, so it doesn't matter. It's
1: not the same. It's different. That's nah. why there was two.
0: Not really. <laughs> yes. You can't. You couldn't tell the difference if I mixed them up and I put them. Uh, you couldn't yeah. tell me which one was which.
1: Sure, but then if I ate both of them, then yeah. I would have had my Twinkie. Well, don't worry about it. it. There's a third
0: ha- one. They come in packs of three. And I couldn't you still eat got that two. third Twinkie. That's exactly the same too. So it's not, a, not an issue. No, that's not how it works. Ian. Yeah. There's a it's not like there's cake and the cake like is gone forever. You're not a child. Yeah, yeah. The You're an adult. Gone. Order another fucking that,
1: piece of cake. That piece of cake is gone forever until you see it again on its outward journey. Oh. But you don't want that. You don't want that cake. That's a fair point. Um, okay. But, right. uh, so, uh, that's Dave's film recommendation All right. corner. <laughs> uh, that made me
0: want to recommend something else. Oh, okay. Which is uh, a comic book called Bizarre Romance. I'm showing you the cover right now. That's the cover. There you go. Okay. It looks like Eddie uh Campbell. it looks like I a like bird Eddie Campbell. H- hugging a cat. Yeah, it's Eddie Campbell did the art and Audrey uh Neifenegger uh did the uh did the writing and she did I think it was like the time traveler's wife and she's oh, done okay. some other stories. Sure. And it's an it's an anthology mm. uh, of of weird romance stories, some that border on horror. Uh, and I read it on the plane on the way back from Toronto, and some of them were creepy and really got into your head and were very <laughs> surreal. And some of them are text. Yeah. And there's one about... Uh, I didn't read this one, but yeah. I think you would probably like it. It's uh, It was like about going to a church, and everyone in the church is an old comic strip character from like the 30s. Oh, well,
1: that'd be fun. Yeah. I, I think like, you might like, like this like book.
0: That. I will lend you this book uh, in the future. Okay, All I'm, right. just gonna, I'm just
1: going to adjust my microphone, everyone. Please Sorry do, David. For the clunky... David has
0: finally taken his feet off the damn desk. <laughs> yes, I have... I've gotten serious. Time, right.
1: time to actually do this show. Let's start it again. That's
0: right. This is the time where Dave looks at the machine and hopefully it has been recording. Yes. Okay. Sorry, none of that uh, Marx Brothers thing recorded. Well, <laughs> I feel bad about try that. Try that again next we're week. Start, no, we're just starting with episode two is what we're doing. Okay. So, David, uh, what you've been doing do is you've been uh, playing music for the nice people. You've been doing that. I have been playing music uh, for the nice people. People have been suggesting a theme. You play some songs. Some
1: people have been kind. Some people have been mean. In what way? Who have been the meanies? Some people have been... They've just thrown hard things at me.
0: All right. Very good. You know? I mean, like and
1: rocks and such? They're like, <laughs> that's right. Brick bats? Yep. Whatever and those you are. you've
0: not gotten the hint yet.
1: <laughs> and uh, is there a hint in, in a brick bat? No, I think when someone's throwing rocks at
0: you, that mm. is more than a hint. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. One one pending one. I didn't do this one. Thomas, I just want to apologize to Thomas, who sent, sent in one that he wanted... Uh, uh, satirical sports songs. <laughs> okay, that okay.
0: one—that uh, would be Garfunkel and Oates with "Sports Go Sports." Oh wait, no. Oh, I, that, that would also be. Um, yeah,
1: he he used that one as, a, as like, an example. So we like
0: "Sports" by The Lonely Planet. Okay. Um, oh, I'm trying to think if there's a song about baseball that's like a funny sports song. I'm sure there is. Oh, here's the thing though. I don't yeah. really,
1: I don't really like comedy music.
0: Too bad. That's all I like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I
1: know. I don't
0: really. It's too bad. Every so often, it's something like, "Hey, I'll enjoy it this time." Nope.
1: (laughs) 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 I don't really like comedy music. So, uh, uh, you know, there's some I like, but it's just, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's funny. But you know it's not it's not like i I always say it has to be the song it has to be the music that attracts me mm. like i you know the mel. the lyrics are are secondary mm. you know so i'm not. i'm not going to go I love this song because it makes so much fun of baseball, it's so good, but it was just like some sort of song that was like da 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 the baseball sucks da 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 i wouldn't i'd hate that song you know
0: Garfunkel and Oates are good, and so are Lonely Planet. And I'm thinking mm. about it, but I can't think of specific sports songs.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do like Garfunkel and Oates. I, yeah. So when I say that I don't like comedy songs, I, I don't. I, I, I'm painting with a broad brush. What I mean is that I don't like every comedy song. You'll
0: enjoy like a like you know the Bonzos. Yeah, like them. the They'll Bonzo do Dog. Something like that. And I don't
1: like every song by them, but but what I like about them is that they're musical first, and then they put funny lyrics to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so they have good music, and then they also have funny lyrics. Uh, unlike the guy who wrote that song that song apparently da, da, is very da, good da, at all da, 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 da. Oh, no. baseball sucks so, da, da. i'll try and think
0: of some uh, satirical uh yeah, send, songs
1: yeah send them to me so i can uh, say no all right well i'll listen to them yay i'll listen to them all right so what was the theme this week so the theme this week is from uh, netty hey Nettie, how you, are Nettie. you um and netty asked for songs uh with with sun with the sun
0: s-u-n not s-u-n. songs about sons it's not a mother's day uh, theme or a father's day theme. oh that
1: would have been good too bad you didn't do that nitty think these think these things more through more carefully cats in
0: the, cats in the cradle
1: <laughs> i'd go with that dogs in the spoon
0: dogs in the spoon whatever that one uh, that they have at the end of guardians of the galaxy 2 uh by cat stevens that one father and son i think it's called
1: right matthew and son no father and son oh okay Cause he did the song Matthew and Son. That's a good song. All right. About a father. Uh, hey, there's one by Kent Ham called Father and Son. There you go. Working in business together. Boom, boom. But
0: we are talking about Saul. We're talking about... We are talking about the life-giving uh, star. We are talking about what Superman throws all this shit into. <laughs> That's what we're talking about today. Is it a big garbage can? Yeah, he throws a lot of shit into the sun. Hey, Superman, knock it off. That's right. Yeah. It's he threw all the nuclear weapons in the world can. into the sun once. That cannot be healthy for it. <laughs> it is not your garbage dump, Superman.
1: All right. So this is the this is the list, everyone.
0: This is the five sun songs. This
1: is the f- five sun songs. <laughs> I've never done six. This
0: is the shiny, shiny five. Did you
1: know... Big Ian, shiny tunes. Ian, did you five. know... No, that's why. Do you know son. James Taylor? Do I've, I? I've seen fire. I've seen rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that he recorded an album for Apple Records? Oh, I did not know that. No, no. his first his first record, mm-hmm. which is called James Taylor, uh, was recorded for Apple Records. It was produced by Peter Asher, who was I called her I called her Linda Asher a while ago on the show, which was really a real boneheaded Were you move com- combining Linda McCartney. I was, it? but it was Jane Asher. It was the brother of Jane Asher, gotcha, who was uh, Paul McCartney's longtime girlfriend before. They finally ended their relationship because she would not uh, be a model woman, i.e., live at home and be in the kitchen cooking for Paul. Wanted to have a career, and he said Paul was designing clothes. He said, "I'm looking through you." That's what he said to her. Oh, and uh, but he still remained friends with Peter Asher, who was uh, a musician who played in a group uh, called Peter and Gordon. And then
0: I've got a couple of their uh, singles.
1: Nice. And then uh, after Peter and Gordon uh, finished. He, uh, became the, uh, head of Apple Records at Apple. And so he was sort of the, the person who would, uh, decide on who was going to be recorded. And I mean, obviously, with Paul came in with, with Mary Hopkin, he said, righto, Paul. Or George Harrison said, you know, who's really good? The Ivies. Actually, it wasn't George Harrison who found the Ivies. It was, uh, Mel. Mel? Right. Mel, Mel? What's his name? How come I can't remember these things anymore? I have moved on. I've moved on past the Beatles, guys. I can't remember anything now. Anyway, I gotta think, cause I, so dumb I can't remember Mel Evans. Uh yeah. <laughs> Discover the Ivies who became Badfinger. Anyway, so um but yeah, it was Peter Asher who brought James Taylor to to Apple Records. I guess he would heard him in the States. He was the only American who recorded for Apple Records. Oh, okay. And uh he, good trivia. He came over and he recorded the album. Uh and it's a pretty good album. It's not perfect, but it's quite interesting. It um it it is interesting because one uh, interesting thing about it is there's a song in there that says Something in the way, she, something in the way she moves. Oh, and George liked that so much he took it and, and used it for something. Uh, I think that was, I think the song was called "Something in the Way She Moves." Yeah. and George liked that enough that he made it into a song called "Something," has a different tune. Yeah, and you know the, the rest of the lyrics go differently. And James was much, was much uh, more kind about it than than uh, Chuck Berry's publishers were when John Lennon borrowed his "Here Come <laughs> Old Flat Top." He come moving up slowly, Uh so. It's, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting album. It's unlike other James Taylor albums. It's, it's a highly orchestrated album. Uh, they used Richard Hewson, who, um, interestingly mm-hmm. did stuff with Mary Hopkin, with Paul, did James Taylor, but also did the controversial score, uh, orchestrations for Long and Winding Road and Let It Be and stuff like that for Phil Spector's version of, of the oh, Let It All Be right. album that made him an enemy of Paul for a while. Although he later worked with Paul on the, uh, That crazy album, Thrillington. Do you know that album, Thrillington? That's a kind of interesting album. So, when Paul did Ram, he concurrently did this album, and it was called Thrillington. And the idea of this album is there's this imaginary person whose name is Percy Thrills Thrillington, who is this made up musician who did a cover version of Ram. In all these different styles, so there's like a reggae song and a mm. pop song, and a, you know, and it's it's all I think it, it yeah it's all instrumental and it's it's been interesting. So, so Richard Houston did the orchestrations on that. So obviously they 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 became friends again after the after the falling out over the 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 long and cool. running road stuff. But anyway, let's play James Taylor. Let's play James Taylor and oh. Sunshine, Sunshine.
0: Very good.
2: Sounds of laughter, here comes sunshine Smiling faces all around They possess you, bless you sunshine Now you can never let them down I say sunshine Sunshine, sunshine Is that a cloud across your smile Or did you dream again last night It's best you rest inside a while As blue doesn't seem to suit you right Things ain't what they used to be I say pain and rain, misery Illness in the family And sunshine means a lot to me I say sunshine But could it be sunshine Is drifting with midnight And lonely when everyone's gone Blue crystal spirits and gardens in the light. Leave for week alone and weak. All quiet and grey by dawn. Sunshine, sunshine. Rising too late to chase the cold. And failing to change the frost. She's trading her mood of yellow gold For frostbitten shades of silver blue Friends and lovers past and gone, Lord And no one waiting for her on I'm running short of things to be Sunshine means quite a lot to me I say sunshine Oh, sunshine
0: There you That was a very James Taylor song It's a very James Taylor song That almost they, sounds like someone doing an impression of James Taylor
1: But the orchestration is so different yeah. like You don't really hear that uh, kind of ornate, lav- lavish orchestrations on his songs They nope. tend to be more... More in the singer-songwriter mode of the early 1970s. Agreed. And, uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, when you say, hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Let me hear your favorite sun songs. I know you're (laughs) thinking to yourself, well, Dave's going to choose Good Day Sunshine. No, he's not. I'll Follow the Sun? No, sir, he will not. That's too obvious. (laughs) Here Comes the Sun? No, sir. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get, like, kink songs. I'm not going to give you Sunny Afternoon. Nope. Lazy Old Sun? Nope. That other song about the sun, the say on the Sunny Side of the Street, where whatever it's called, from Salad Heroes. Oh, you know, you're not going to get that. Uh, no, you're not. That's not what you're
0: going to Because I get. feel
1: like you already know those songs, but I feel like a lot of you out there have never heard this song That's by right. James We're not going
0: to give you a song that you can sing along to. Because
1: this album was not a hit album. James no, Taylor
0: had... Dave, by the way, was just smacking around bottles. He was so upset. Uh,
1: James Taylor had to... Um, what happened was, he, their album was released, and then James Taylor had to go into rehab for heroin addiction. And so the album just kind of went plop. Because you do need to, like, go out there and, like, kind of beat the bushes to get people interested in what you're doing. Yeah. and he It's just, also a good place to find heroin. He was in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> if he'd known that, he might have been beating them a bit more. It is a good place to find heroin. And I, he and
0: I hope he has a, I hope he's okay.
1: I don't think he's had any trouble with that for a while, but I don't know for sure. But you don't know. He's you still never around. Know. He's still with He's us. He's still around, but that is no—that's no guarantee. No, it is not. It is not a guarantee okay. at all. Okay,
0: number two. Number two, not which is necessarily. A no particular order. No particular
1: order. This does not indicate how much I like or do not like the song that no. I am playing for you. It is just—it is just in, an order of how I wrote them down as they occur to me. Right. Because so what I do is, someone says, "How about this?" I go, "You're right." What's my favorite sunshine song? Probably "Sunshine, Sunshine" by James Taylor. I love that song so much. It's my favorite song on that album. What other sunshine songs can I think of? How about let's go a little more modern?
0: Sure, let's go a little more. How modern. How modern are we going?
1: We're gonna go uh, not that modern. It's it's nineties.
0: That is not modern. But that's modern for me.
1: <laughs> mm. You know, because James you Taylor know is how from long nineteen. Ago
0: the nineties were Dave.
1: Yeah, I know. It was a long time ago. Mm. It's depressingly a long time ago. But
0: it's almost as depressing as the nineties were.
1: They were sucky. Uh, the thing about. They are okay, actually. They were, right? They had some, some good, good
0: songs. Like, uh, like to name a good song. To name a good song,
1: here. Uh, there was a couple of guys. One's name is Richard Davies. He was a... Uh, I don't really know very much about Richard Davies, actually. He was... I believe he was from New Zealand. And he was in North America. He was trying to get his record career going. And someone said to him, you know what? You should team up with Eric Matthews. Eric Matthews is a musician. And, and you guys can, like, put your stuff together. Because you, like, kind of... You like orc pop, like some orchestral stuff happening in your songs, and and Eric does too. He's a trumpet player and a guitar player, and you know, like he's multi instrumentalist. And you guys can come together and form a group, and it'll be a big hit. And you guys can call yourself Cardinal. And they're like, Hey, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> let's do that. Let's 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 make let's make a group called Cardinal together. And, and did they? They did.
0: Well, wait a second. Do they? do they sing any songs?
1: They did sing some songs. Wait
0: a second. Let me just ask you one more question. Did they sing sure. any songs about sunshine? Because if they did, yeah, that would this would be a perfect time to play it.
1: Well, it's funny that you asked that because listen.
0: That did not sound like a 90s song.
1: No, and that's why I like it. I think it's a real classic yeah. pop song kind of sound and, and not all that grungy garbage that was uh, polluting the airways airways of that time.
0: Strong words. Strong, strong words. Strong feelings
1: and correct t- terms. That Black Old
0: Sun. That was a song from back then that would be appropriate for this. <laughs> yeah. Apparently.
1: Just gave my review of that song.
0: My uh, favorite version of "Black Hole Sun" mm-hmm. is in uh, the TV show Almost Live, where they had a rock fantasy camp thing. That's right. And it's uh it's a dad who's singing along, and he's uh, there's actually someone there from what is it? Sound Garden. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Someone there is Kim fail Yeah, yeah playing yeah. along to Soundgarden, Garden. Yeah. And he's singing along, and he's like, "Black Hole Sun, we're having fun." Man, I can't hear "Black Hole Sun" without thinking. Yeah,
1: really. yeah, yeah. It was funny because the. Uh, a bunch of those guys, like Kim Thale, is always uh, front and center of the lame when they do yeah, the lame stuff. Yeah, lameless. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of funny because then they went on to become, you know, pretty big.
0: Pretty big for a period of time. Pretty big for a period of time. Many they, years ago, okay. though Dave considers <laughs> that modern times.
1: Well, you know, for me, it's, it's new. Like, if I'm playing sure. stuff in the 60s, that's very old.
0: Hey, Charlie Chaplin did a movie called Modern Times, and it's not very modern at it's all. It's not
1: very modern at all. It came out in 1933. There you go. It was a silent film in the sound era. What a world. What a world.
0: If we had a silent song, no one to could do. hear it.
1: Let's play it uh, now. Uh,
0: what? <laughs> so, number number three.
1: Here we go with John Cage's... This is the
0: Wednesday of uh, of our songs.
1: So, uh, Lettuce... I,
0: the name of the band is Lettuce? Lettuce go this has way. Has there ever been a band called Lettuce? Speaking of Lettuce, uh, uh, Lettuce from earlier on Yeah, the I don't show. know. That'd be an interesting name for a band. I'm sure there has. Ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, Lettuce!
1: Let us go to well them. with
0: bread. Is there like a is there a band called Bacon? We could really get like a nice.
1: I don't know any PLT band called Bacon, but you have going know. on bread. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. You got lettuce and bread. There must be something, there's some other band that would go deliciously with uh, with those. Well,
1: top. bread. There's a band called Marmalade that would work.
0: Well, lettuce and marmalade. But no, but that bread and marmalade. Terrible. But
1: bread and marmalade.
0: Well, we're not going to use lettuce. This was the whole reason. Well, there's no lettuce. I don't uh, know a band called. A I don't know a band called Lettuce. I just made it up.
1: Oh, okay. Why aren't you listening? Sorry. <laughs> You were asking if there really was no, one. I know. You're lettuce paranoid. <laughs> you're going to get that
0: frizzy kind of lettuce that disturbs you so much. I understand. Okay. All number, right. Number three.
1: So this is going to be. Black hole is This is, <laughs> is going to be my uh, controversial ch- pick okay, of look. the thing.
0: It's not like the other two were mainstream. No, no, like the- everyone really got behind the other two <laughs> real super deep cuts they'd never heard before. Now wait a second, let's get a little uh, let's get a little off the beaten path here. Okay, with this. this is a popular okay. band though. Oh my though. god, it's like going to a jazz fusion this- thing, and then it's like, wow, well, we're gonna get a
1: little <laughs> indulgent now. <laughs> it's like, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, getting, folks. We're getting out the Wawa wah pedal. <laughs> here it goes. Uh, right.
3: <laughs> Contrabass.
1: Well, it's controversial cuz of the former racial of the, slurs. Cuz of the form of the music. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, like a little while ago, I did a brilliant bubblegum list. Full yeah. of full of wonderful songs right. that all right thinking people should enjoy. Right.
0: I think you did 35 of them, right? I
1: think I got I got a lot of I got a lot of chaff from people for that. A lot of people don't like bubblegum. It seems inexplicable to me. Sure. Well, it turns out in this world there are people who don't like prog music. They don't like prog rock. Okay. And I do.
0: Sell music from Prague. I
1: love, love I love Prague rock very okay. much. Yes, music from Prague and also Prague rock, progressive rock. Sure, as it was called in the seventies. This indicated that it was played by people who are more talented than you are. Oh dear. Yeah, get used to it. Controversial. And uh, I'm just talking about their opinion of themselves. And but what I love about um, Prague music is that it's bombastic. Yes, I'll agree. But it's rooted in folk music and it's rooted in jazz. And I really like. That element of it that it's taking it draws from those two folk forms because jazz is a folk music, sure. as Charles Mingus said, and folk music obviously is folk music, hence its name. and And then they kind of combine them into this way and it makes something new and interesting. And it has its own emotional element to it. And so uh, you know, even though I like sort of obscure prog bands like Wigwam and Super Sister and stuff like that, but I also love I also love Yes, and uh, this song is. Uh, is from their, a very popular album, Fragile. I think it's from Fragile. Yeah, I'm sure it's from Fragile, which, you know, had Roundabout on it, which was a big hit song. Sure. But this song is my favorite song from that album and it's called Heart of the Sunrise. And so it's going to start off with like some cool, jazzy kind of sounds. Uh, Bill Bruford, who was the drummer of the band at that time, he composed this part of the, the song and it's, it's real cool and stuff like that. And then, and then pretty much it's the reason that he left the band after this. After this album, because he's like, you know what? I just want to do more of that. So I'm gonna go join King Crimson because this is pretty much all they do. Is this what I was doing in this little bit of this song? And so I'm just gonna go over there. So long, fellas. Bring in, uh, bring in a new drummer. And they did.
0: Controversial.
1: It's not controversial.
0: You said this was controversial.
1: Alan White. He was the good drummer.
0: All right, but you said this Played, was controversial.
1: Played on close to the edge. Set it up as of... controversial. And let's anyway, let's let's listen to uh, Heart of the Sunrise by Yes. Sounds good. If you don't like it. There's a little button at the bottom I goes in advance by 10 seconds but don't listen to the song it's really good. <laughs>
4: comes to you and then after
0: Controversial.
1: Controversial. Well, I just... Because people don't like... The, I don't know why people don't like prog rock. It gets them upset.
0: The uh, thing we were talking about... Uh, first of all, uh, listening to that, it uh, reminded me of like a laser light show. Like, sure. It would be a very good laser light Yeah, show. yeah. That'd be good. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, the other thing, when you were talking about jazz earlier, it's... Uh, it's it's sort of my strong feelings about star trek the next generation i've ever told you the two things. Uh, no. uh, i always feel sad uh, watching it one because i know i'm dead in the future uh, <laughs> uh but the other two things is uh is that they haven't found a cure for baldness yeah or jazz what, do, like, what do you the, mean that's the future and it's just like i love jazz yeah, people have to go bald and they ha- and they and they have jazz concerts on their spaceship that's no one plays rock and roll rock and roll is dead but, uh, but, but jazz, uh, people have trump- I'm sure th- trombones, and I'm they sure just there's, keep playing. I'm sure it's just a quirk, of the, when sh- is sure a quirk of the ship. anyone ever rock and roll? I'm sure it's a quirk of the
1: ship. Mm-hmm. You only have a very small... No, uh,
0: Captain Quirk was on the other
1: ship. <laughs> only, I think you're thinking of Captain Quirk. Oh, very good. That's a, that's a very different series. There's <laughs> a, I think you're just seeing a very small sub subsect of, of, of civilian life or I've people's got, life.
0: Dave, I've got $5 in my pocket. Really? And I'm going to say... I believe you. I'm going to say this to you. Yep. With the exception of the J.J. Abrams movies. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the modern movies. Yeah. On any of the Star Trek television shows. Yeah. Any of them. Yeah. Find me some rock and roll. Well, it's, find me some in the future. That's find me it. The problem, no the
1: problem with Star Trek is it's jazz. A, it's a like TV crazy. show. It's a TV show made by and for old people. Mm. And then that's why you get it's not even that it's jazz. It's like easy listening jazz. It's worse than just jazz. It's like gross jazz. Like, not even like it's not bebop or hard bop or anything. Avant jazz, nothing. It's all just a bunch of guys doing some Dave Grusin-like. It's all, it's all Riker. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's classical music and jazz. That's all they got in the future.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, classical so, music. I mean, I, I like jazz. I just I think it's a folk form, and I can see why it would last.
0: Yeah, and I'm just saying this as a joke. <laughs> but uh, so,
1: but uh, I think that um, yeah, I really like that song. Uh, Very it's, good. It's Alan Wakeman's first album with with Yes. 20 K had left. And then it was Bill Bruford's last album with with yes, so it's kind of a it's kind of a tr- tr- uh, transitional uh, album. But I I do think it's very good. But that song is the best best song on the album, bar none. Better than roundabout. Sorry, everyone. I know roundabout it's a wow, popular strong, song, but strong uh, opinions, controversial. You
0: know. Some would say. Uh, <laughs> I would say. Song number four. Who could ask for more? Give us the song or leap through the door. You're gonna leap through the door. Do it okay. now, or we're all gonna be sore. <sighs> Then we're going let's to go have back
1: to more. Let's go back a long long ways, way back into the past, into the 1980s. Oh, okay. Do you remember th- do you remember thrash? Do you remember, music? Do you remember Pac- hardcore Pac-Man, music? man remember that? Pac- no, man I don't, don't, remember, don't really remember that. But walka, do you remember walka, hardcore walka, music? Walka, walka, walka. Hardcore. Yeah.
0: Now, would I be like uh, Would I be slam dancing to this? Be slam I?
1: dancing to it. Oh. You'd be uh and then the bands who were playing all this thrash and hardcore yeah. and stuff like that, they said, "You know what? This is actually kind of boring." Playing oh, this did music. They? It's kind of dull. Yeah, a lot of them did. So not all of them, but a lot of them did. Some okay. of them went, they all went in different directions. But uh, some, you know, like the Replacements kind of went into like a kind of classic roots rock direction. All right. Uh, Husker Du went into this sort of like sort of metal pop way. Um, uh, the Minutemen kind of played like this sort of avant jazz uh, political music with a bit of a rock, you know, with a bit of a hard rock edge to it. All right. And then uh, the Meat Puppets went in this sort of weird kind of desert psychedelia thing where they just, they started writing songs, very surreal lyrics and uh, and just these sort of very beautiful guitar elements to them. And they, the you know, they did, the first me Puppets album is just basically a thrash album. The second me Puppets album, it's half good and half bad. It has some really nice songs on it, like mm-hmm. Plateau and stuff. And then it's got some kind of thrashy songs on it that are kind of boring. You
0: didn't like thrash? I
1: don't like that. It's not interesting to me. But... But uh, their next album, which is called "Up Upon the Sun," was just oh, this beautiful. I see where you're going with this. Uh, It's this beautiful right. album of yeah. all these great psychedelic songs, and they they basically like wrote them, rehearsed them, and like just sort of refined these songs. It, like just like taking all this acid and doing peyote and stuff like that, and like and just writing these songs and, and finding all these great grooves and stuff like that. And then they did all these demos, and then they took them to uh, SST Records which was their label, and then SSC said, oh, you sound really good. I'll tell you what, let's give you to Spot, our producer, and he's going to like make these really bad-sounding records with your songs. And then they went, okay, because that's what he does all the time. They're like, okay. I'm just joking. They weren't that bad. They're not that great either, though. It's just the limitations of something that's called No Money.
0: So is this the title track then?
1: This is the title track of this album, which is called up on the sun.
0: Now, before we start, do we need to take peyote before we do this?
1: You know what? It does make it better. Okay. So I would like it. I, I that.
0: slipped some into that uh, coconut uh, ice cream like earlier, but you didn't <laughs> eat it, which was like a really bad waste.
1: <laughs> yes. You should learn to. You should learn to use your peyote better. I should. It did not peyote off. Oh. So... <laughs>
0: Controversial. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you'll see. If I get any hate emails, you'll you'll know that i was by rich. the way
0: if anyone out there wants to do peyote before listening to this song
1: please, please
0: uh, do. you know please do and then write us a letter and let us know how it went for you
1: and here we go here's a little bit of uh, 1980s uh, psychedelia all right straight from the desert to your ears <coughs> That's uh what you get when you come to a studio absolutely prepared to to play the, the music that you're gonna play. Uh, you're just ready, you just throw it down, do that. I just love that intricate uh, guitar. Uh, no, I like that too. Part. That was so very nice uh, song. Uh they were they did two really good albums and then it kinda the wheels kinda fell off the bus for them. But hey
0: uh two better albums than that's, I did.
1: That's what I say too. So uh yeah. to be fair, make...
0: I, I have done two albums. Good good for you. But they were
1: comedy albums. Does that count? Sure.
0: All right, yay. Of course it counts. All right.
1: Uh, still, yeah, those were better. So more. up on the I know once again a popular choice. Everyone was expecting me to choose that song. Oh, everyone was. And I think you first know, of all, they I don't I mean you do might be going one.
0: like, well, they didn't know what your theme was, uh, but yes, they all <laughs> still expected.
1: <laughs> they all knew that. They all knew that was coming. Okay.
0: It almost feels like you should say what your theme is the week before. People can make their bets and decide what they think you're going to do. And then they the mm. next week, they go, oh, Dave didn't play that obscure song. Okay, okay. All right, so we're now number
1: five. <laughs> is that how it is? Yeah. I don't think of these songs as obscure, though. I think well, of these you're songs wrong. as popular.
0: You're wrong. They're very obscure.
1: They're very
0: obscure. Really? Dave, okay. Dave. Huh. Dave, do you I, think there's any I of these songs? I found out about them. Okay, of these songs, yeah. uh, we let's go. Average listener is out Kay. there. Our average listener, yeah. do you think that? Average, heard
1: of, yeah, they've heard. they they'll have heard. Yes, for sure. They will have heard that song from. Yes. yes, they'll have listened to Fragile and heard that song. That's a popular. Our average album. That listener has roundabout on it.
3: All right.
0: Luckily, we uh, con- we 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 can talk to our listeners and they can write us and let us. Yeah, know. let me know. I'm let not know. saying whether the songs are good or bad. I'm just saying obscure. Okay. Yes, I'll
1: accept that. But In- that including yes. Yeah, but I feel like. <laughs> But I feel like that's kind of like the idea of this is is my choices, yeah. And because these are songs that I want you to hear, right? Too, not just songs based on the theme, but also based on the theme that and songs that I think are un, maybe unduly obscure, maybe or that I want people right. to hear. They're obscure, or if they are obscure, but I just you know they are. I want I want <laughs> people to hear them. I want them to be out there. Yeah, people. that's fine. And you can like them or not like them. That's fine. It's but It's not at least a you get like them a or
0: uh, not like them situation. It's a. It's, uh have have most people heard of them no you're a you're a deep cut music fan mm-hmm. and you're bringing out a series of deep cuts you're wolverineing uh your way through through these
1: all right well let me <laughs> let me let me go a little more popular then
0: wow what? Okay.
1: And we're going to have bring up the, the band Family, the British band Family.
0: Never heard of them, but okay.
1: <laughs> so, uh, they were an interesting band. I was I've listening i was listening to the TV
0: to, show Family, but that's about it.
1: I was listening to an interview with uh, Ian Anderson from the band Jethro Tull the other day. All right, I have heard of that. And uh, he was talking about meeting Roger Chapman, who was the lead singer of Family, uh, for the first time in the 60s. And Roger Chapman was a big guy, big bearded guy. And he had, he had the, the word hate tattooed on his, on his hand. And he, he said he was so scary to me. And then he was also a really nice guy, but did he, he seems so scary. On his other hand? I don't think so. Just hate. It's worth a check. Yeah.
0: Really? Did he? I wonder if he got hate on one hand and was going to get love yeah. on the other, but it hurt so much. I think that he just went fuck it. I'm just going to leave the hate on it. I
1: think at that time in the '60s, there was a lot of reaction against the idea of the summer of love, uh, and a lot of people like went in the opposite direction, and not not in a violent or cruel way, but just in sort of an ironic way, like right. like you know, like uh Sam Shepard, who played in the Holy Motor Rounders. Uh, it was inspired by the summer of love to cut off his long hair, and that's why he's not allowed. To, he's not on the cover of Indian War Whoop because the record label didn't want him on the cover with short hair. Mm. But he just shaved his head, like he just cut it down to like a military cut. You know, I just think people, you know, because it just seemed like sure, sure, love is great, but when it's just fed to you like it's a a, a mass marketed hype machine, you know, your some people's re- reaction to that is to to bristle. To write hate on their notes. and to say I, I hate I hate this idea of being force fed. The idea of love, which should be something that's natural to people, not a marketing ploy.
0: Okay, still think it's a bit much putting hate on your knuckles.
1: What the heck? Why not? When you, you know write, a, I would say it when you write a song this great, when you write a song this great, okay. you can you can do what you want. I love Family. They did some really great albums. Their first album was called Music in a Doll's House, and you know what that did? It made the Beatles call their album the White Album, or just the Beatles, because the original name for it was Music from a Doll's House, and then oh. Family beat them to it. And then uh their bassist, Rich Rick Gretsch, left the band to to play with um Eric Clapton and Steve Winwood and Ginger Baker in uh in uh, Blind Faith. And so they had to get in a different uh but they did some great album and they have some beautiful album covers too. There's one album I have uh by them called Fearless. Yep. And it's a series of covers, it's like seven different covers, like on the front of it, and you've fold them and they all have like different shapes they're all die cut something oh, differently cool. it's really cool i like that oh, yeah, i really do too.
0: and the name family is fine but you know what a better name is hate knuckles <laughs> i would
1: see that I they may listen, not wanted to draw attention listen, to the I singer listen, i would listen to that band that was the band he was in after these gentlemen hate knuckles <laughs> this is the band he was in after uh um uh, uh family after they after their demise good actually he was in a band called streetwalker eh, sorry not as good not as good as hate knuckles you're right i agree <laughs> all right everyone so I really love this song so much This was the first I found the album I bought Which is called Bandstand It has like an old-fashioned TV On the cover And the and the album Was cut in the shape Of an old-fashioned TV So it's kind of weird Because the record Kind of hangs out of it But anyway uh, It's uh, it's this is a beautiful song It's called My Friend The Sun Nice
5: <laughs>
4: As soon as you wait, Although there's been rain And it's coming again Change has to be
1: go what a lovely song change has to be here obviously right on man
0: <laughs> and you know what the sun changes every day goes up goes down
1: sometimes there's an eclipse but it's the same sun it is the do you, how do you know i'm well how do you mean how do i know it's the same sun yeah
0: you make assumptions <laughs> you
1: think the sun wanders off and another one comes and takes its place every once in a while Huh? i think the solar system would not work so well have mm-hmm. you ever seen that uh, video showing how the solar system travels through space no, I have not. Oh, it's uh, interesting to see.
0: Are we really going on a good trip right now? It's interesting. It's see, uh, you know, now I'm it's regretting scary not looking. taking
1: the peyote. It's scary looking.
0: Where are we heading towards?
1: Middle or it's, away from? Are we know. going away from the center? I think, or I think we're going away from the center, yes. For a while.
0: Then we're going to go back. Well. Big crunch. That's what's coming.
1: If if that's a Big cr- crunch. It's called a theory, sir. Yep.
0: Well, not a you fact. know, there's a lot of theories. Yeah. The theory uh, can also be a proven thing. Theory doesn't necessarily mean a guess. I know. Theory, I'm just saying there that, could be evidence.
1: I'm just saying it's a theory. Yeah. Or I could just keep going out there. There might be. Uh,
0: yeah, a theory. You know, when you say it's just a theory, why would it? It couldn't
1: be anything else. Why would it go back? That doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Well, you should ask a scientist.
1: I guess so. Uh, if there's I any scientists all out tied there together to the by show, s- it's all tied together by superstrings. Hmm.
0: Now, Dave, uh, scientists have uh, long since theorized. Uh, that even though there might be uh, Science has told us that there's five songs yep. Some people believe there's a hidden song uh, <laughs> That we can't see at yes. times That's like uh, eclipsed by the other songs <laughs> yep. But then once in a while You'll see it poking its head out oh. uh, So they, they, they theorize That there is this sixth song yeah. Now uh, I'm not necess- I'm not a religious man kay. Uh, So I'm not, I don't want to put any faith in this But I was just curious what your opinion On the idea that there might be a sixth song about the sun Could be Do you have any evidence that would lead us uh, towards that uh, thing?
1: Let's find out. Fingers of the sun grip
5: the mountain Where hawk claws flash and flicker in the dawn The gates of heaven are open The gates of earth are open The watery abyss lies open In the fingers of the sun I mate with my free kind in the cracks The hidden recesses have heard the echo of my footsteps In the fingers of the sun Gates of heaven are open unto me in the fingers of the sun, and bird beaks scream in the fingers of the sun. I mate with my free kind in the cracks. The hidden recesses have heard the echo of my footsteps in the fingers of the sun. The gates of heaven are open. The gates of earth are open. The watery abyss lies open in the fingers of the sun.
1: So we started with some lush romanticism of uh, Richard Hewson, and then we end with the uh, kind of uh, early Baroque. Song by the Fugs.
0: Now, the name of the song was?
1: The name of the song is Fingers of the Sun.
0: No, it'd be really creepy. Mm? uh, As if you saw the Fingers of the Sun and the word
1: hate was written on the necklace. (laughs) <laughs> hate knuckles yeah this is part of their their promotional campaign that'd be so scary right <laughs> be... first of all just the sun Wait, having fingers i was gonna say scary. that would that seems more scary than even the uh, yeah. the tattoo part but of that it but then if I mean... you see
0: the word hate is written on the mm, sun would that that'd yeah. be a creepy time
1: you're like oh is this is part part of night of the hunter
0: that that almost felt like uh that would be a song that you would play at the end of friendly giant Mm. And just like that, yeah. you know, or, or every song-friendly jam yeah. will play with his jazz cats. Yeah,
1: it's a def. it's definitely has a kind of mi- medieval sound to it, mm-hmm. which is what they wanted. Uh, the Fugs. So if are, you've
0: got a Renaissance fair coming up,
1: mm, I suggest hop on over song. to that song. Get a little mead. There's a uh, you know the other songs in that album are, are there's a you know and song tune in t- turn on two note. Uh, there's uh there's a uh, live recording of them doing an exorcism at the Pentagon. Okay. uh Crying out, demons out. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's quite a. It's it's uh, the Fugs were a, a New York based band. Actually, the uh, kind of related to the Holy Mother Rounders. Um, but I knew about the Fugs long before I ever heard of the Rounders, just because the Fugs kind of have sort of exist on the outskirts of uh, rock. And when I bought my very first um, Warner Lost leader, the Big Ball, it had uh had a snippet of Fugs songs from their album. It crawled into my hand. Honest. And so, you know, I was always interested in them, and that was the first album by, oh, by great, them I great. bought. And then I found later on uh, "Tenderness Junction," which is what this song is from. And they were uh, poets um, based in New York City. Ed Sanders, uh, he had a, uh, a journal of poetry called "Fuck You," a magazine of the arts, <laughs> which is pretty out there, you know, entitled for a magazine in the early '60s. Sure. And he ran a he had taken over a kosher meat uh, kosher butcher shop. And turned into a bookstore called the P. S. I. Bookstore, and he's really into like Egyptian, uh, you know, imagery and stuff like that. So it was full of all this, you know, Eye of Horus and things. And then, uh, and then there was Thule Kupferberg, who is uh, this sort of scenester, a poet, character writer, he's uh, mentioned in uh, William, uh, in um, sorry, Allen Ginsberg's Howl, uh, Thule gets a uh, shout out from from that because he's one of the jump from the Brook. Jumped from the Brooklyn Bridge and lived. Uh, and then, and he just recently died. They're, of course, all really old now. Ed Sanders wrote a fabulous book called Tales of Beatnik Glory. These these great stories uh, detailing the New York uh, outsider scenes of the uh, mid 50s into the 60s. And it's really quite interesting. And then, uh, yeah, so when they started, they decided they were going to start a band, Thule, Ed Sanders, and uh, Ed Weaver. And, you know, they just started banging on cowskin drums and, and making noise, and and they didn't know how to play any instruments, but they could write, you know, the CIA stomp or whatever, and or CIA man or what else do they have, uh, Coca Cola douche, and all these like <laughs> kind of songs like that. This goofy stuff, and then at
0: this point, it just sounds like you're making up stuff. But oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not making it. that up. It's no, sort no, of I'm thing. sure you're not.
1: And uh, you know, they're just you know, they're just trying to like be out there and and challenge people. The Ten Commandments, to would you know, and and. Uh, and then, interestingly enough, they, they did a couple of albums for ESP Records, um, or ESP Records, if that's what it's called, in New York, which was a weird label. It was an Esperanto label. Mm. But it produced a lot of interesting records in mm. the 60s. It, uh, Albert Eiler was signed to them, the the uh, the, ja- the jazz guy, the avant-jazz musician. The Holy Mode Rounders put out a couple of records on, on, or at least one, Indian War Whoop, I guess. And then uh, the Fugs signed to them and put out some stuff. And uh, and they got enough attention. Then then Atlantic was wanted to sign them. So Atlantic signed them, and they did some songs for Atlantic. And Atlantic heard what they were doing, and they said, "Uh, no." <laughs> and so they were kicked off the label. And then they went to Frank Sinatra's label, Reprise Records. And Reprise said to them, "Yeah, sure, come over. Just do whatever you want. We won't stop you. You can do whatever you want." And they're true to their word. Like the Fugs did exactly what they wanted for like three records, and they're all great records. And what's so great about the '60s is that. And a band as obscure as the Fugs, and by the way, their name came from uh, Norman Mailer's book, the the quick and, the living and the dead. Is that what it's called? No, I can't remember what it's called. The naked and the dead. Naked and the dead. His World War II book, and in that book, he used "fug" as a stand-in for "fuck." Sure. So they're they're that, called that's the Fugs. That's what I assumed. Yeah. When I yeah. Got yeah. To the Fugs. Yeah. And so, um, and yeah, they just produce these great albums. And, and, and what I was going to say, what I love about the sixties is that, you know, you could have a band as obscure as the Fugs, as unknown as them. And, and yet they were given a budget where they could hire like, you know, a medieval or a middle, you know, a, a medieval group, you know, to yeah. play the recorders and whatnot, their sack butt and all the other things of that time. And, and, you know, get a ranger in and do that, you know, and, uh, it's great. And then their band at that time was super hot. It was, they had Charles Larkey, uh, and I think his name was Ken Pine on guitar. And they later went on to play with Carol King. Like they formed a band called The City with Carol King. And then later on, when she just wrote, performed in her own name, that she did like tapestry with them, and I think she married, married Charles Larkey, actually for a while, and uh, yeah, like they're a great band, and so you, they could do this kind of like complicated rock or complicated sounding stuff, and they like to do like um, they would take they did a they, well they did a version of uh, of Howl called um, I've seen. Whatever it is, the best minds of my generation, minds, my yeah. generation yeah. And then uh, they did uh, on Tennis Junction, they do this fantastic, like, Bolero style version of Dover Beach by Matthew Arnold. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And and then it, uh, it crawled into my hand on us. It's just a, a masterwork of uh, great goofiness and and music and fun. River of Shit is fantastic. And it's a great, it's great stuff. So I highly recommend the Fox. There you go. So you got there.
0: a lot of uh, things to listen to,
1: listener, <laughs> listeners.
0: Uh, and that brings us to. The end of the show. The end of the show. Uh, I hope you do come by to see us uh, at, if you're in Vancouver at Vancap this weekend. Uh, I would love to see you. Uh, we just got a note from uh, Nina Matsumoto saying uh, vegan uh, ice cream is good.
1: Just, yeah, yeah. I didn't say it was bad. Well, I just yeah. said that having I no think, choice is bad. Yeah, I said. Well, seems like having you said no some choice you can't take back. Having no choice. <laughs> having no choice, oh, but having yeah. gross, awful yeah. vegan oh, ice cream geez. or proper oh, tasting, oh, delicious oh, dairy geez. dairy ice cream. Oh
0: my gosh. this seems like a bad time to tell you about our sponsor for today's show (laughs) which is uh uh, crazy carl's coconut uh ice cream uh the only ice cream you'll ever need it's uh delicious uh crazy carl uh it's called crazy carl because he's very sensitive about people making fun of his (laughs) ice cream apparently uh Uh he makes ice cream to stay calm uh and uh speaking of deep cuts yeah. that is how he kills people. Mm. Uh but he it's okay. He has yeah. been locked away yeah, yeah. for the last 20 Oh wait, no, he just got out this week and apparently um yeah, they like he's gone missing. Feel so, a little
1: uncomfortable now.
0: Yeah, sorry about that. You
1: wouldn't mind you're, you're okay with escorting me out to the truck, right? Oh, am
0: I? Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but it's your job to wrap up the show, so I'll throw it over to you.
1: Everyone remember except for crazy girl. You scream. We scream. <laughs> We all scream for not ice cream. If you want to contact Remember, the show... murder is murder. <laughs> That's right. Cream is murder. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening to the show this week. If you want to contact us to tell me how great my musical tastes are, you may do so at our uh, comments board on SneakerDragon.com. I always appreciate compliments for our music. And although I'm very uh, sensitive, I also don't mind criticism. Uh, you can... Email us at SneakyD at sneaky We have a Facebook page called Sneaky Dragon. We have a Twitter handle called at sneaky underscore dragon. And you can um go and uh what what was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? You can go to go Tumblr yourself. No, I was not gonna say that. I was gonna tell you that after I turned the show off. The uh the um uh, oh, I just want to say one thing. I want to thank uh, Bob Evans for uh, sending us little money our way on Patreon. Oh, thanks, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. And uh, there you I go, everyone. I spent it on peyote. <laughs> we have a budget for that. Leave that money alone. Yep. That's our, our peyote pennies. That's our slush fund. It's forgetting slushies. <laughs> All right, everyone. We will see you again We're adorable, another time. Huh? Bye. for the sauna. Today was pretty mild, actually. Mm -hmm. Till the afternoon. Snuck around and punched us in the head. (laughs) All right. Ready, steady, my name isn't Eddie.